This week on Jesus Center Stage, it's the week of Mother's Day, and we're looking at the mothers in the Bible and what we can learn from them. All right, so we're looking at hard-to-say Bible names, and what was the one you just told me? Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom. And you're over there saying it like I would eat them. That's that, not how it goes. <laughs> That's because I was hungry. Um, you just yeah. ate. The, the Old Testament is full of names that I can't say. But That's, that, right. That's, that why you listen, like, That's why you listen to it being read to you and yes. then try to keep focus when they sound like shaggy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That was an, what was so that funny. other name that we had yesterday with shaggy? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, it was a it was something. There, we're like Dodo. In, that's what it was. Dodo. Dodo, the son of Dodo. Yes, yeah. it's in there, y'all. It's in. It's a Bible <laughs> name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the next time somebody says you're Dodo, <laughs> you're saying oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, we're in like Chronicles right now in our Bible plan, mm-hmm. and there's all these genealogies of. And his son, and his son, and his son, and his son. It's just like every third word is his son, his son. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like super hard names to pronounce. Um, but you know what I found? Well, except for Dodo and Shaggy. Yeah, except for those two. The rest of them are really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I've found myself doing when I'm listening to those is like trying to find the names that I recognize. Mm. Like the names that I actually know something about that person yeah. about that character yeah they'll come up somewhere yeah. else in the in the storyline yeah yeah it's been fun to try to pick out oh i know that person <laughs> the the first like forever chapters of chronicles was just name after name after name yes. it was so tough those yeah. first few days and then one place tara lee actually said you think it's tough reading it try to teach it and i thought oh, wow. oh i do feel sorry for her like yeah. she has to teach this every day, and the she first really nine good. chapters is nothing but names. <laughs> yeah, she does really good though, of pulling stuff out and like speaking to the significance of why it's there in the first place, and yeah. All and that if stuff. you think like what you just said, you're looking for names that you can relate to a different story. But like somebody had to come before them. Yeah, it to may, get them there. You know, it may yeah. say something about Kish, the the father of Saul. And so then you can connect something mm-hmm. in there. Um, and then it might be 10 other names before you get to somebody else yeah. that you connect. But, yeah, so there is something to be learned by all those names. It's just it's, difficult sometimes. Yes, you have to pay very close attention. Yeah, for sure. You're going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last week we talked about you going on a trip, so you made it back safe and sound. And here we are. Um, this week of of Mother's Day coming up on us soon. We got like yes. it feels four or five early days. this year. Yeah, it kind of does. It I think it's does. because May like started on the first day. Yeah, like Sunday was the first day. May always starts on the first day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> where was, we're going with this. What I was trying to say is Mother's Day is always the second Sunday, and because May started on a Sunday. Yeah, May. Yeah. It makes it feel like it's super early. Yeah, it could have felt like where the first Sunday in May could have been like the sixth or seventh. Yeah, and then it would and, go. Yeah. It would feel later in the month, yeah. but it's only like the eighth day. I think it's the eighth. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be the eighth. Yeah. So it's happening fast. I've got a. 
I got to get something for my mother, I guess. I got her a card. You got her a card? Yeah. Can I put my name in it? No, no? it's sealed already. What? You can't you sign do, your you name. You do that on purpose. You can't sign your name to what I write to your mom. You got it and wrote in it and then sealed it on purpose yes, so that I couldn't get to it. Because it doesn't fit you. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't fit for it doesn't fit for you. I'm you gonna, gotta go get your own card. I'm gonna text her and say, Hey, I think Elsie uh erased my name out of there. No, Elsie just didn't give you a chance <laughs> to write it because she thinks you should go get your own card. Oh. Okay. That's then. what I did when I got home from work today was writing Mother's Day cards for different people. Like my grandma's and my mom and your mom and other people. Yeah. I I was just fixing to say you're so ahead of the game. Because you're way ahead of me, but the, we are only like four or five days away, so like three days technically. Yeah. So everybody, yeah. everybody else is way ahead of of where yep. I'm at. I haven't got yeah. her a gift yet. I'm still working on that part, but I do have her a card. I have my mom a gift. Do you? Yep. You want to say what it is? It is a hummingbird feeder that goes on the window. Oh, I've seen those. Those are cool. I saw it. Have you seen the, the little things? Um, they're like little bubbles. That fit, like you raise up your window a little bit, and this little yes. clear bubble. Yes. So and the then, birds actually yes. come inside. It'll be inside your house, but yes. they're on the other side of that little plastic bubble. Do you know how expensive those things are? Seven bucks. I'd try 107. Oh. Or 170. They're super expensive. Or seven times seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because um, I saw like an ad on Facebook, yeah. and I was like, oh, my mom would love this because she loves birds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then I went to see if I could find one, and they are super expensive. And I guess it's because they have to be where your window still seals. Yeah. Um, so that you're not, like, it's not letting air in or out or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're expensive, like super expensive. Well, I also seen <laughs> this guy the other day. He put this, it was like these glasses and a, like a face mask, a plastic face mask that, that he had Had birdseed on it? Yeah. And he just stood real still, and the birds come and landed on his... I saw one. Oh, he had, like, these little individual um, hummingbird feeders, like mm-hmm. little tiny hand, and he would stand outside, and the hummingbird would, like, come and, and eat out of his hand. And he actually made friends with it because he would talk to it and say, like, do you just want to chill? And the bird would stop flying and, like, sit on his finger, like, when he asked that question. It was so crazy. You know, the problem with that is, how long do you have to stand still before you get its bird trained? I would assume that by the point of making this video, he didn't have to stand very long because the bird was used to it. Yeah, he's used to it. But when you first, like if I give you some hummingbird food and you went outside right now, you're probably out there until tomorrow. No, I don't have that much patience. And then no bird still didn't land on you. No. One of them might have flew by and pooped or something. If you want that to happen, you'll have to get like a mannequin or something and set him out there. (laughs) Because I'm not standing (laughs) still for that long. Well, here's our advantage. We have a a good-sized screened-in porch that does not have a door on it. Therefore, we catch birds. Birds come inside (laughs) and we have to run them out. Um, yeah, I feel so yeah. sorry so for them, too, because they freak out so bad in mm-hmm. there. And it's, it, the door's wide open because there's, know, not, there's not a door on the hinges. It. But they go to every side except for the side that don't have nothing where they could just go right now, out. It but, hasn't happened for a while. Yeah. Now we're talking about it. It's probably going to happen Do you again. remember that time that hawk got in back there? Mm-hmm. That was, that was frightening. 
You yeah, see Yeah, there's a, been a hummingbird. I've there's been like a titmouse back there. Mm-hmm. There's been there's been lots of birds. I think there was a cardinal. Actually, there were two cardinals one day because yeah. they were like baby cardinals that got stuck in there. Yeah, the the day the hawk got there, like he he almost tore our screen off mm-hmm. because he's like he's a lot heavier. Like, he was probably like several pounds, mm-hmm. and when he would fly from one side to the other, he'd have lots of speed build up. Well, not only right that, but there. when he would cling to the screen, he mm-hmm. would like pull on it. Like he yeah. stretched several of our screens out oh, there because yeah. he then, was so heavy. And then when he finally. We, you know, kept working with him and got him out. He flew out the, the door. Mm-hmm. He flew right across the road and landed in a tree. And I'm pretty sure he landed and then turned around and, like, gave me, like, like a stink eye. <laughs> he just, like, stared at me for a while. <laughs> he was not happy. And it was then that I said, I must go get a screen door and put on this porch. <laughs> so why do we still not have a screen door? Well, I need to go get one now. Okay, I, mean, I wish you fresh would. On my mind I wish you would, because then the birds would stop getting yeah, stuck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's probably still sitting around, wa- ever flying by watching. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably thinking if he could catch uh, Jasper out there, he'll just. I don't get think him. he could hold Jasper. I, I don't bet think he, he was big enough for that. I've seen him grab like like full size rabbits, and that Jasper ain't no bigger than a full size rabbit. He's seven pounds. Oh, he is a little chubby now. <laughs> he is. He's getting <laughs> chubby in his old age. Yeah. Anyways, that's why we don't have a little bubble uh, bird feeder in our window. Is we got we got like a twenty by we 20 don't even feed them and they still come in there. Out back. They still come in there. Yeah, and then they won't. Yeah, we are way off topic. <laughs> We're talking about birds. <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about moms. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about moms then. We got Mother's Day coming up this coming Sunday. And, of course, we're recording this on a Wednesday. It'll be out on Thursday. So um, when you hear this, it'll be just a couple of days away. So, so if this you is don't your have, reminder. Yeah, if you yes. don't have your mom something, uh, you might want to hop on that pretty yeah, quickly. Really quickly. Um, don't wait till Saturday. Yeah. Trust me, do not wait till Saturday. <laughs> Walmart and everywhere else is going to be the craziest place. Yeah. So do you'll, not wait. You'll get The only thing left is the cards nobody else wanted. Exactly. So, yeah. So Exactly. You'll there was left, already empty spots you'll today be left when I was with looking. the card that says happy mother's down the front and then you open it up and it's blank so now <laughs> the pressure's you. on you <laughs> to have to write something yep. in there exactly yeah so um but speaking of mothers i know you have uh, i know you've done some some bible study a little bit and i think uh, you looked at some stuff for your women's group <laughs> Did you just say i thunk i thunk that's what i was thunking <laughs> um, yeah, for you, you'd done some stuff a while back. I remember you talking about the the women's group and women uh, mothers in the Bible and stuff like that. Women mothers, y'all <laughs> pray for him. <laughs> I'm really hopped up about these birds. I'm gonna go out there right now and look for one. <laughs> I'm gonna stand still. I think Jasper would be barking if there was one out there right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, tell me about the mothers in the Bible. Before we talk about the mothers in the Bible, though, the idea here is, like, mothers are known for teaching us things. Like, we learn things from our mothers. Mm -hmm. So, what is something that you, like, to this day, can, like, hear your mother say in your head? Like, what's something she told you so many times or did so many times that, like, it's still... Like sticks out to you. 
she used to say all the time, Shane, you're my favorite son. No, she didn't. No, that it just <laughs> no, sticks she, in. It just no, sticks in didn't. my head. No, she did. You see, right now, what we're going to do? We're going to find out if my brother listens to the podcast. <laughs> she didn't say that because <laughs> he'll be texting. <laughs> did Mom really say that to you? <laughs> okay, you know, take two. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, you know my mom, so I have a very good mom that has taught me a lot of stuff. Um, so just pick one thing. Hmm. You know, this is going to sound crazy, I guess. That's normal but, for you. Yeah. But w- one thing that my mom has taught me, and I think she done it inadvertently. It wasn't ever like, you know, hey, come here, we're going to teach you this. But just over time, especially into my adult years when I had moved out and was living by myself, I found myself a lot of times calling her asking her how to cook something mm-hmm. and i so, still do that yeah so she would go through <laughs> you know how to do it or she would say well come down here and i'll show you you know mm-hmm. what i'm doing right here so you know front for a guy that probably sounds a little bit odd but when you move out and you're on your own and you don't want to eat fast food every day um that's a call that you make quite a bit so that would be one that would just be one uh, that I could think of is that she kind of taught me how to cook different things so that I could eat. I still call your mom to find out how to cook different things. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but it is because she's very good at it. She is. Very good and at she it. loves to do it. Yeah. So it's like, I bet she's made this before and I haven't. Yeah. So I'm calling her. And more, <laughs> I, you know, this ain't really teaching anything, but I can say I had a mom that. You still have her, just so we're clear yes, on that? Yes, I do. <laughs> but I'm talking about during my growing up years. In my, oh. uh, You mean those aren't over yet? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going different directions now. <laughs> um, no, my mom would do a lot of, of uh, guy things, like with, with me or my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if my dad was out of town or, if my, or, or busy or tied up with work or, or something like that and we wanted to go to th- the motorcycle races she would take us to the motorcycle races or if we wanted to go deer hunting and you know my dad wasn't able to go then she would get up at four o'clock in the morning and at the very least drive us out to the woods and and let us go if not actually get out and go sit with us um yeah so that wouldn't really be like a teaching thing as much as she just made it where we had it you know available to us well it was for for me like it's that she was there for you yeah like she was she was very present for you yeah i i got one this is comical (laughs) (laughs) but she was so into these things and being there for me that my my dad at one time i was in the cub scouts which, for if you don't know, that's it's like the lower division of the Boy Scouts. You didn't make it and to the Boy Scouts. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm still trying. Though. Um, no, I was in the Cub Scouts, and, and my dad was like the assistant leader or whatever. Well, we had a a hike, you know, Cub Scout hike. We was gonna go, you know, three miles or whatever it was on this hiking trail. Well, that particular day. My dad could not 
go. So my Cub Scout slash Boy Scout leader for the day was my mom, (laughs) which, you know, you got all the Boy Scouts and you got all the Scout leaders, all male. And then my mom's like, okay, I'll go. And it wasn't because, like, she didn't go specifically for me, but because my dad wasn't able to go and look over the, you know, 10 10 kids he was supposed to be looking over, she went. So even for a day, she was a fill-in Boy Scout leader, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't know if that's even legal or not. (laughs) It's okay. I'm sure the Statue of Limitations is up. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long time ago. Anyways, just the just the idea, that's kind of where we were going with this, of looking at the mothers in the Bible, because I think they're often overlooked. Um, we get caught up on the, on the heroes of the stories and on the main characters of the stories, and there's very few mothers that actually make it to the main spot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of mothers that aren't even named. Um, I was just looking at the story of Samson, and although his dad is named frequently, his mother is just referred to as Manoah's wife or yeah, the, the woman. woman. <laughs> just that woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a lot of mothers in the Bible that, like, we don't even know their names. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a few that were named. And I'm sure that this little list I have is not all of them that were named. But just wanted to kind of look at a few of them with the same idea of what can I learn from these mothers in the Bible. So, first one on my list is Hannah. I believe she's in 1 Samuel, the beginning of 1 Samuel. I think you're right. Um, and so Hannah was was the was the woman who longed for a child and she didn't have one and she goes to the temple and and prays and makes a deal with God even mm-hmm. though that sounds awful it wasn't um she makes this deal with god that if he would give her a child she would dedicate him back to the lord um and so like if you look at hannah what she gave up was is like the lesson that i think we can learn from her as a mom like she was willing to give up her son for the work of the lord to dedicate him back to the lord and in turn the nation of Israel benefited from the prophet and the priest of Samuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, and, and by giving him up, you, I mean, you're saying literally. Like, yes. Like she, and you know, I've this always. This is not like a baby dedication and you take him back home. No. This no, was a drop him, him off at the it was, church. It was, if I ain't mistaken, I think the story goes that it's as soon as he quit nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we're talking little. Well, the uh, the general consensus is he was like three. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's little. That's, I know it's too little. <laughs> that's for little you. <laughs> for you to to take, and you know this, what this consisted of. She took him to the temple mm-hmm. and left him there with Eli, yes, and saw him once a year. Yeah, and saw him once a year. But it was because of a promise that she had made to God, mm-hmm. and you, you know you think about it, God give her a son. But at the same time, God knew that she had promised to give him back to right. to him. So in essence, God gave her a son, but he gave himself a a young man to, to bring up and to raise. And I and think that's another thing is just the idea that 
the the kids don't belong to the mothers. They ultimately belong to God. Mm-hmm. And with that idea of dedicating the child back to God, of mothers who are willing to do that, yeah. willing to invest that into their kids to to take them to church and you know that like in that inspires me of what can i do to invest in a kid and to nurture a kid to grow up in the lord because if i can if i can do that for a kid then how can god use them yeah if i give of myself like hannah literally gave her child away it might Mm -hmm. be me giving my time away or my attention away for that kid yeah. but what can god do with that kid if somebody's willing to sacrifice a little bit for them yeah exactly and i i wondered while we're on this story is like uh, was there women at the temple to take care of him or because it only talks about eli yeah which was the priest and he was a kind of an old man at this point yeah. like he so wasn't ancient but thinking, he, was, he was older he, did, did eli look at this as a blessing or did he look like like well now i've got a three-year-old to take care of well i of assume thing. like his from from scripture you would assume that his sons were grown and married so mm-hmm. maybe Maybe his daughter-in-law and knuckleheads helped. also. Yes, there was knuckleheads, which is why we had to have Samuel. Yeah, um, and, and there's that's another thing. You look at that God's knowingness. That is that a word? It is knowingness. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a word. That Samuel's sons weren't going to be fit to take over that role. Right. And so he puts somebody in there who basically became like uh, I said, Samuel, Eli. Eli's sons uh, wasn't going to be fit, so he put in there. Basically, Eli had Samuel as a son from well, the time he was three. Well, on that note, Samuel's sons weren't any good either. But yeah. that's another that's <laughs> another story. Um, but yeah, I I have wondered that too. Like who who took care of him? Like who taught yeah. him how to use the bathroom and mm-hmm. who fed him? And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think, know how that worked. Was Eli at the door? Like, get back here, woman! <laughs> 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 You're not leaving this but, kid. That too, like you have to look at that in the way that even though he spent his childhood with Eli, he didn't turn out like Eli's sons. Yeah. So there was still some influence more than Eli. And I Mm -hmm. would imagine it was his mother. Yeah. Because even though she didn't see him often, I'm sure she told him exactly why he was there. Mm Mm-hmm. And reminded him of that often. I think so. And, and it talks about her bringing him clothes. Like she yeah, sewed she a took new. Care of him she sewed a new coat for him every mm-hmm. year. You know, so I, I think that Hannah was probably the difference. Yeah, it could be that that was bec- because I mean he was raised by Eli, who raised these other two knuckleheads, as you called them. Yeah. But Samuel didn't turn out that way. No. So yeah. there had to be an influence. Mm-hmm. Other than Eli in his life, and it it led to what I would say is one of my. I know I do this all the time. I'm gonna say top ten, <laughs> you top have a ten really stories. Long list of top yeah, 10. but in in um, in this story with Samuel of when God calls him, and he calls him, and Samuel thinks that it's Eli calling from the other room, mm-hmm. and it goes through that whole little story that that is. To me, that, that's, that's another a podcast. really cool story. That's another podcast. It, it is. 
That's not about moms. No, it's not about moms. Okay. So I like Hannah. So what you got next? So one of my favorite moms in the Bible that nobody talks about, nobody even knows her name, and it irritates me because nobody knows her name. Mm. Meet Moses' mother. Her name is Jochebed. Jochebed. Yes, she's named. Nobody ever talks about her. They're just like, Moses, yay, burning bush. No, like Moses when he was a baby, and his mm. mother saved his life. She put him in the bulrush. She put him in a basket. She made a basket. First of all, she kept him hidden in the house until he got too loud, okay? <laughs> and then she couldn't hide him anymore. <laughs> he wouldn't stay in one place. And so she made a basket that was waterproof. Okay, let's just for a second appreciate her skills. That's some good weaving right there. Her skills, her creativity as a, as a mother to create a waterproof basket to put her baby in. That would hold, He probably wasn't little either. I mean, he was. No, I'm saying I would. I would think he was like crawling around yeah. age. So you look at like, it. That's why she couldn't hide him anymore. Fifteen pounds, twenty pounds. I don't know how big babies are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, she made a basket for him that was waterproof, and she put him in there, and she hid him among the rushes on uh, on the river. Mm-hmm. Bull rush. That's what I call those. Yes, and then. Um, she left her daughter in charge to just watch out for him. And then the Pharaoh's daughter comes and sees him and decides, hey, I want him for myself. I'm going to keep him. Mm -hmm. And then Miriam, his sister, goes back and finds their mom, finds Jochebed, and Jochebed actually gets to raise him until he's weaned, like Hannah did with Samuel. You think and every think night at, before they went to bed... Jacobed looked over at the Egyptians and like, jokes on you. <laughs> Probably I, so. I'm his mama and you don't even know it. <laughs> Probably so, but like, just like that, that cleverness. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, that was just genius. Because here she has, she fears the Lord. She wants to keep her baby alive away from the king and his ridiculous law to kill all the babies, all the male babies. And just her, her genius to come up with that. Yeah. And and to save her baby's life, to keep him alive. And then look what God did. Yeah. Because she was willing to put a little work in and take a little risk. Do we ever hear any more about Jacobed after No. After that? That's why nobody knows who she is. Yeah. Because yeah. there's just this little like I think she's named only like once or twice. Yeah, she kinda of fades and out then, of the story once Moses gets And once Moses goes to the palace and he's yeah. raised like an Egyptian, you you don't hear about her anymore. Yeah. Um but just kind of like Hannah, with Hannah her being willing to sacrifice and, and give up something, but with Jochebed her being willing to risk it. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many like rich things you can learn from these mothers in the bible that nobody ever pays attention to yeah. <laughs> yeah she was determined to do her best mm -hmm. and and keep him alive and and she and did to it raise she, him and she succeeded yeah very well and because she did like look what god did with moses mm -hmm. so the like the the mothers both in the bible and in our lives should be very much appreciated because what they have done god uses in our lives and just for anybody who's listening to says well my mother wasn't that good uh there's i just thought of one it's a great example 
Uh, so there's this lady in the Bible named Rebecca. I've heard her. <laughs> and she had two sons who were twins, Jacob and Esau. And she was not that great of a mother. She had Because favorites. she had favorites. <laughs> yes. She loved Jacob more than she loved Esau. Mm-hmm. And she also taught Jacob to lie and deceive and cheat. Mm. But what did God do? He still used that. Even though that, even though her influence on him as a mother, first of all, we do have to give her credit that she did want the best for one of her sons. Yeah, <laughs> fifty. She's batting fifty percent. So, um, she she did still have that mother's instinct, I guess, toward one of them at least. But what she taught him and what she instilled in him may have not been the best of values. It was survival. But it was exactly, and what, and that's what he needed. Yeah, he needed that. And no, was it was it the best thing? No, could have. So you're not encouraging mothers to teach to teach their kids to lie, <laughs> cheat, and steal? No, I'm not at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, even if you, even if you're listening and you're grown now, and you're like, well, my mother taught me to lie, cheat, and steal, but God can still use that. Yeah, and He can turn it around because what He that's what He did with Jacob. Mm-hmm. He took Jacob and he used that those same instincts and those same skills and those same things, but he flipped it. He yeah. flipped it to use that for the good and for the right. And so if if you're listening, you're like, well, my mother wasn't like Hannah and my mother wasn't like Sarah. It well, we didn't even talk about Sarah. Sorry, uh, my mother wasn't like Jacobin. <laughs> your mother, your yeah. mother may have been Give like Jacobin Sarah. Some love. You may have been, Sarah's another one that, that's not a, a great example, because yeah. she had lots and lots of unbelief. Yeah. But God still used her to bring Isaac into mm-hmm. the world. And then, like, that's how we get to Rebecca and yeah. Jacob and Esau. Go, um, we, we just got a few minutes left, but I know you've got um, Lois and Eunice. Yes, those are two people that we nobody ever knows yeah. who they are. So in one verse in the New Testament, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, Paul is talking to Timothy, and he mentions the faith that Timothy has. And in the King James Version, it says unfeigned faith. I believe that means unwavering, unshaken faith, un, like a pure faith. Mm-hmm. Strong. Um, a strong faith. So he says, and it first was in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that it is in you also. Mm-hmm. So he lays down this, like this generational faith. Mm-hmm. And he mentions by name, Timothy's mother and grandmother. And most of us know who Timothy is because of his relations with Paul, like he, he went with Paul. He was, um, I believe it was the church of Ephesus that he was left at. And then he was left at one of the churches. What church was he left yeah. at? Well, one thing I just have never even thought of until this conversation right here is, you know, during this time, in the time that uh, Timothy was alive, women had, were very insignificant in society. Yes, and that's why we hear so many of the of the men's names and very few of the women's names. Um, the culture but, it was like that in the culture. Yeah, but we don't know who, <coughs> as far as I know of, we don't know who Timothy's dad was. 
but here we get mention of his mom and his grandma. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I, of course, Paul come along and took took Timothy and and yeah. mentored him. But it it's from the, the, the way the scripture read, it was Lois and Eunice who instilled the faith yes. in Timothy and and yes. the knowledge of God. Yeah, and like I said, there's just that one. That one verse about them. Mm-hmm. And what's what's funny is like two verses down, everybody knows. For God has yeah. not given us a spirit of fear. Everybody knows that verse. But you mentioned Lois, and they're like, who's that? Yeah. Who, who's Lois? Who's Eunice? from Superman movie. <laughs> Wrong Lois. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's so cool to see those people in the Bible that maybe you don't think of all the time. Mm-hmm. But... It, when you when you look at who they were and what they did and wh- how God used them, and here's the thing: we don't know much about Lois or Eunice except they they had faith. Yeah. But because they had faith, what happened? Mm-hmm. Because they had faith, Timothy happened. Yeah. And he was a great leader in the early church because of his mother and his grandmother, and just like taking that time to appreciate those things about these moms and about our own moms those things like with my mom one of the things that i appreciate was her she included bible memorization when i was growing up like we had to memorize long passages of the bible Mm -hmm. and we had to write them and recite them until we got them and i'm not going to say they were always fun for me but that's something that she like that was something she expected of us and something she taught us. And in that, she taught us the importance of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And that it was something we needed to know. And it was something that we should know. And it was something we would grow to appreciate. And so things like that, there, there's whether, whether, wherever your mother fits in this, be grateful. Yeah. Be grateful because... God knew you were coming and he knew who you needed to be and he knew what lessons you needed to learn and he put your mother there yeah. for these things. So whether, whether you think it was good or bad. Exactly. And, whether and you whether you look at it as positive or negative, God God did this. Yeah. And it wasn't a mistake. And so this week more than ever more than any other time. You should always do this. But this week especially, take that time to honor your mother and to look even in the negative or the positive and say, this is how God used this situation. And because this happened, I learned this. And I have this to stand on because of my mother. Mm -hmm. Very good advice. And uh, what a week to uh you know it's it's a it's a day on our calendar for a a, for a reason and of course we have father's day coming up next month but um it's just let me add this in too if you don't have a biological mother most of us have at least one person in our life who has filled that role in in great ways Mm -hmm. becoming become a mentor or a teacher that person that you call who's always there for you. There's there's someone and being being like a mother doesn't mean she has to have given birth to you. Yeah. 
So appreciate those great women in your life, whether they gave birth to you or not. Fully agree. Well, we just want to say from Jesus Center Stage, happy Mother's Day to all of our listeners out there that are mothers. And keep Jesus Center Stage in your life.